We have been, uh, been in a series called The Great Disconnect, but last week I started a series on the cross because simply is this, uh, once you get a, a picture of the cross, once you realize the love of God and, and what he has done, and it changes you, it transforms you, correct? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of you, the reason why you're here is because the cross, uh, the, what you see with Jesus and what he's done on the cross is, is so amazing. And what's, what's, what's crazy about that is the world and society and everybody else and, and the news and everything else is trying to tell us that you can go around the cross, right? You can go around it, you can go under it, and you can, you can try to get around it. But I'm telling you what, the G, Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So you can't get, you can't get around the cross. You must go through the cross. Amen? going through the cross. The world said, no, 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 there are many ways to God. There's, there's so many ways that you can go. There's so many paths you can go. I'm going to tell you, if you're going to go to this church, you're going to hear one message and one message only. Jesus is the only way to the Father. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. You can't go through any other way. Buddha, still in the tomb. Uh, all of those other gods, all those people that wretched, still in the tomb. But my God came up out of that tomb and all power and all glory and all authority and also it all belongs to him. And therefore, there you go check. They still got bones in there, dust and bones in there. Muhammad, you still in there? Yeah, still in there, still in the tomb. All those other guys still in the tomb, but Jesus, he came up out of that tomb. The stone was rolled away. Yeah. What looked like, yeah, what looked like the greatest defeat in the world was the greatest victory for all mankind. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Aren't you glad that you were part of it? So he was like, well, I, I wasn't there. No, 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 no. Paul, Paul said, I was crucified with Christ. We were crucified. We were there. All my sin, all of your sin, everything that you ever committed, every sin that you ever committed, ones that you're thinking about, the ones that you have committed here present, and the ones that you are going to commit, you're like, no, no, yes, we're all nailed to the, to the cross. Isn't that good news? That is good news. Some of you are just like, yeah, that sounds like it's good. And I'll tell you, that is good news. Good news. What in the world is going on? My Apple Watch. I'm telling you, it's my Apple Watch. Siri, you need to get saved too. I don't know where you... No, you can't help me with anything. You can help get you can come to Jesus. That's what you can do. You have your Bibles. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I was wondering who that was. It was Siri acting crazy. As you're turning there, I hope that you have been reading, uh, as a family, been reading The Cross is the Key that we have available to you. Uh, this is a book that Pastor Terry wrote, um, and it's great. And if you didn't get a chance to get one uh, last week, we're making it available to you also this week. And so, um, and on the inside of it is that spoken word that I wrote uh, last week, uh, front and back. You can use it as a bookmark. You can do whatever. And then also the exchange of the cross, what Jesus has done. Um, you can put that on your refrigerator. There's a lot of stuff on your refrigerator, on your mirror. That's one to put on there to remind you of what Jesus has done. How many know we need a reminder, everyone? We, we, we need one. And so let me, uh, we're going to start. Last week, we, the review that we had as you're turning into 1 Corinthians, um, the review was last week we talked about the cross, and it was three, three points. My first point was that we hear the message of the cross because it doesn't make sense. It's a, it seems like it's foolishness. To those that are perishing, it's foolishness. But to those of, that, those of us that are being saved, it is the power of God. It's 
the power of God. Uh, that's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God that causes people to come to Christ and be saved. And then they, we were singing today about the name of Jesus. There's no other name under heaven by which men can call upon and be saved. Can't call upon other names. I love it when, when you hear stories about people that were going down in a plane crash or there was some turbulence. They didn't call on those other names. They call on Jesus. Don't they, don't they call on it? They don't know him until all of a sudden they go, oh, Jesus. Like, do you know him? Like, no, but I'm about to meet him. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, it all changes when you get in that plane. And so they're calling. That is, there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the cross. And there's power in that message to bring people, snatch your soul from hell and bring you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. There's no other message that can do that. There's no other message that you can hear that can do it. And that's what Paul was talking about. If you hear any other gospel, if you hear any other message that is not that message, turn it off. Don't listen to it. Don't go that way because the message of Jesus Christ, the message of the cross, seems like it's foolishness. And the reason why it's foolishness, it seems like it, is because nobody, nobody does that. Nobody, nobody gives their life for their friends. But then he says, no other love has a man have than this, and he lay his life down for his friends. And Jesus did that for us. And so that was the first, the first point was to hear the message of the cross. The second point was to receive the message of the cross. And the third one was there's an invitation. After you hear that message, the invitation is that, that we take up our own cross and we follow him. Amen? So we're going to pick up today. We're going to start reading in verse, verse 26. First uh, Corinthians chapter 1, we're going to start verse 26. We, we already read earlier about the message of the cross being foolishness. It says, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. This is his message of the cross. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. I mean, God's not going to have any other, nothing else is going to glory in his presence. You're going to have a chance, you're going to have a chance to boast in his presence. But of him, you are in Christ Jesus. Aren't you glad you're in Christ Jesus? Yeah, in Christ Jesus. We are in Christ. We're in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God. It was his wisdom. He, he consoled his wisdom from God. He, he became that for us and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. We have been redeemed that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. That's good news. We're going to glory in Christ. We're gonna glory. If you're going to boast in something, boast in Christ. Chapter 2, verse 1, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come to you with excellence of speech or wisdom, declaring to you the, the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, nothing among you, except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Nothing else. Let's stop there just for a second. Would you look up here just for a second? Here, here's the deal. It's Paul. He's coming. He's, not, he's like, I'm, I'm not coming to you with pers persuasive speech. You know, that's, that's kind of like a preacher's job, you know, is, 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 to, is to show you the, the cross, is to show you Jesus. Jesus was the best at showing people himself. He was the best revealer. Do you remember the, the story of them going to, on the road to Emmaus and he hid their eyes and then all of a sudden he reveals himself to them and then he just, he just, he just disappears. And then they go, mm, you feel that? They go, yeah, I feel that. What is that? That's heartburn. 
didn't your heart just burn within you? Anybody else ever had that heartburn? Are you laughing? But you know what I'm talking about. When the Spirit of God comes in and reveals Jesus to you, then all of a sudden your heart begins to burn for him. It burns. It's like, man, he just shows he's the best revealer. He shows himself the veil. I mean, he's the one who ripped the veil, right? The veil was ripped. And so, so why, does he, why does he do that? Why would he tear it? Because he wants to show you himself. That's, his, that's what he wants to do. He wants to reveal himself to you. And so that's why even the cross the message is that he's revealing his love to you. And so this is the conundrum of a preacher because the truth is, is that there's something on the inside of us. When we hear the message of the cross, we try to do something to earn his love. And you can't do that, right? Because I'm saying, hey, I'm preaching the message of the cross. The cross message is, is foolishness to those that are not that are perishing, but to those of us that are being saved, it is the power of God. And we're like, yes, it is. And the same message that was preached when Peter at Pentecost was preaching that message, and the Bible says that they were cut to the heart. And here's the question that they asked after he said, the Jesus that you crucified, God, ha God has made him both, both Lord and Christ. And they go, they're cut to the heart, and they ask this question, what must we do? Got to do something. Got to do something. Something's got to be done. Give us something to do. We got to do something. He goes, yes, repent. Change the way that you think. That's what Mark's, Mark says. He goes, the kingdom of God is at hand. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Change the way that you think and believe in the gospel. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. No, no, no. I know that. I get that. I understand that. But what must we do? There's got to be something. I got to earn it. I got to earn this way, my way to heaven. I got to earn it. He goes, believe. No, no, no. I get that. I get that. And see, we said, we, we, you're like, you're, you're saying that, but I'm not saying that. We say that in our mind. I get that. But there's still something in us that wants to earn salvation, that earn, wants to earn. Because that's what society says, right? You know, the early bird gets to worm. Work hard. And if you work hard for it, then you'll get it. And, it, and there's some aspects of, of that is true. You know, the masculine man is the one that gets the woman, right? The one with the muscles, right? Because, because you know, because they're saying something right now that, that what is it? Um, the dad bod is the one now. The dad body is the one that, that, that women are attracted to. I'm like, I'm waiting for the Santa Claus body to come back. I'm ready, to, I'm ready for that one to come back. Because I'm, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, Vanessa, you know what I'm saying? Would you see the Santa Claus body? I'd be like, ho, ho, ho. She'd be like, no, no, no. You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm waiting for that body to get back, to get back to in the style. So y'all pray for me. I'm ready for that one to come back. Um, but, but the truth is, is that we just got to earn. You got to earn your way. You got to work your way into salvation. You got to work your way into heaven. Your masculine, the masculine guy gets to, the one gets to, gets to the, the woman. Uh, I remember one time when I was at Christ for the Nations, and, and I, was, I was with an African guy who came from Africa. And, and the brother said, he said, did you know, did you know that, that in, my, in my country where I come from, did you know that the more you smell masculine, the women come to you more? I was like, did you know that you're in Texas and that don't work here? You know, you need to put on some right guard and left guard too while you're at it. You cannot come up in here. Did you know? He's like, well, it doesn't work. In my country, it brings all the women. I go, do you see the repel that is going on right now? And you, that cloud that's following you, that's not the glory cloud. That's not the glory cloud that's following you, brother. You, 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 come on now. You know, he's like, well, I'll forget you. And he's doing that, all the funk, you know. We want the funk. We don't. We don't want the funk. We don't want it. You can have it. Take it back over there to Africa. Go on back over there with that. We don't want none of that. 
But, that, but that's just how, that's how it is. Society tells you that. So it's, it doesn't work there. The things that work in other places don't work in, in the same place that you are. Same thing in heaven. It's an upside-down kingdom where you think that you have to do something you don't, and to earn God's love. God is saying it's an upside-down kingdom. I have done it for you. I have gone to the cross for you. Can't earn it. This is, this is that pause where I hope you get it. <laughs> that you, 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 can't, you can't do something to try to earn it. His, his love is that real. Because that makes sense. He was punished. He was punished. So all of that wrath, all of that anger, all of that was taken out on Jesus at the cross. That does not make sense. But he said, that's why I'm, I'm coming to you. I, I don't have another message. Paul said, I don't have another message. I don't, I don't have anything else to tell you except for, Jesus and him crucified. And he went to that cross, and here's what he said. It is finished. Will you say it with me again? It is finished. All of it. So if it's finished, then what is it left for you to do? To believe and love him. Right? So this is what I was telling you about. This is the conundrum of the preacher. Because... The preacher even has to be careful because he doesn't, I got to pre- I'm preaching that. But there are some things that, that we do out of our love and realizing that we are loved and he's done it all. Amen. Right? So, so you, try, you try to figure it out. I love Vanessa. She, she loves me. We have, we have a great marriage. We have, we have a, a, a wonderful marriage. So we just like, well, let me ask her. Just wait till like a couple of weeks before you ask her. No, I'm just kidding. But, but, but out of my love for her, I do things. Out of my love for her, not because I'm trying to earn her love. And what if, I told you these guys once before, what if I came to her and be like, hey, woman, I told you that I loved you when I first met you. I ain't going to say it again, you know. Or what if I said, hey, I dated you, you know, before we got married. We ain't going on a date. You know, we're done with that. I'm going to step over here while I'm saying it. But I'm saying the truth is, is that I could say that. I could say that. But the truth is, is the reason why I, I, I do things for her, the reason why I buy her gifts, the reason why we go out is because I love her so much. And it's out of that love that I do things. Out of, it's out of that love. And so when I, when I take out this, you know, my wife's, her love, her love language is, is doing, she's a doer. I am not. I am a professional relaxer. <laughs> Who am I good at it? You ever seen me in a hammock? Woo! I can sit on the couch like nobody's business. I'm serious. I can watch football, eat snacks, and relax like nobody. I'm better than all of y'all. I'm telling you, I'm good. I'm good at it. Vanessa's love language is doing. So she, when I say, and so mine is words of encouragement. So I want her to tell me how good I'm sitting on the couch. And I want her to tell me how, how wonderful I am at, at sitting on the couch. She's not like that. She's like, do it. When you do stuff, she goes, That's, that says you love me. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, when you take out the trash, oh, that says I love you. I'm like, really? Some of you women, you, you had a good chance to say something, say amen, and some of y'all didn't. She said, take out, take out the trash when you make the bed. She goes, when I come home and I see vacuum tracks in the carpet, she goes, mm. I go, for real? She goes, man, I'm telling you, I love to see vacuum tracks. One day, this is a true story. This was a month ago. I vacuumed, and I vacuumed, I love you, in the track, in the carpet. <laughs> she never saw it. She never saw it. She, 
I go, did you not see? I vacuumed, I love you. She goes, I just saw tracks. That's all I saw. I was just like, I just, that's what I'm trying to do. I was like, I'm trying to earn that love, baby. I'm trying to earn that love. You see me taking out the trash? Ooh, I'm struggling. Look at it, I'm taking the trash. I'm like, mm, you see that right there? Taking out the trash, taking out the trash. I'm trying to earn that love. She goes, boy, go on out of here. Bye, Felicia. But the, the truth is, is that we feel that you're laughing, but if some of you are trying to do that same thing with God. God, I, I'm here. I, see me? I'm reading my Bible. I'm praying. I got this Bible study coming up. I'm doing this. God's like, I, I, I love you whether you do Bible study or not do Bible study. I love you whether you pray or not. Pray. I love you. I love you. I love you. My love goes, wraps around you 700 times because I love you, and there's nothing you can do to earn my love. One of my favorite preachers, um, I have a lot of them because I, I listen to a lot of messages uh, every week. Just, and sometimes I listen for content. Sometimes I listen just because of style, but I enjoy, I enjoy preaching because I love preaching. I love it. But one of my favorite preachers is a man called Alistair Begg. Um, and I love it because he, anybody ever heard of him? Raise your hand if you ever heard of him. I listen to him on the radio. He's great. And um, one of the reasons I love him is because he's got that accent. He's like, do you know that God? He's got that, that Scotland, Scottish accent, you know, he's just, and it's just, it's just amazing. But I was listening to him a few weeks ago. I guess maybe it was a month ago. I was listening to him, and his explanation on the cross was one of my, was the best explanation I've, I've ever heard. And I want to share that with you this morning in the video. Without the preaching of the cross, without preaching the cross to ourselves all day and every day, we will very, very quickly revert to faith plus works as the ground of our salvation. So that to go to the old uh, Fort Lauderdale question, if you were to die tonight and, and, and you were getting entry into heaven, what would you say? If you answer that, and if I answer it in the first person, we've immediately gone wrong. Because I, because I believed, because I have faith, because I am this, because I am continuing. Loved ones, the only proper answer is in the third person, because he, because he. Think about the thief on the cross. And what an immense, I can't, I, I can't wait to find that fellow one day to ask him, how did that shake out for you? Because you were, you, were, you, were, you were cussing the guy out with your friend. You'd never been in a Bible study. You never got baptized. You, never, you didn't know a thing about church membership. And, and, yet, and yet, you made it. You made it. How did you make it? That's what the angel must have said, you know, like, what are you doing here? Well, I don't know. What, what do you mean you don't know? Well, because like, I don't know. Well, you know, we, uh, uh, did you, <laughs> excuse me, let me get my supervisor. They go get the supervisor, Ranger. So we have just a few questions for you, first of all. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you clear on the doctrine of justification by faith? <laughs> the guy said, I've never heard of it in my life. And, and what about, uh, let's just go to the doctrine of Scripture immediately. This guy's just staring. And eventually in frustration, he says, on, on what basis are you here? And he said, the man on the middle cross said, I can come. <laughs> now, now, that's the... That is the only answer. That is the only answer. 
And if I don't preach the gospel to myself all day and every day, then I will find myself beginning to trust myself, trust my experience, which is part of my fallenness as a man. If I take my eyes off the cross, I can then give only lip service to its efficacy, while at the same time living as if my salvation depends upon me. And as soon as you go there, it will lead you either to abject despair or a horrible kind of arrogance. And it is only the cross of Christ that deals both with the dreadful depths of despair and the pretentious arrogance of the pride of man that says, you know, I can figure this out and I'm doing wonderfully well. No, because the sinless Savior died, my sinful soul is counted free for God the just is satisfied to look on him and pardon me. That's why Luther says most of your Christian life is outside of you in this sense that we know that we're not saved by good works. We're not saved as a result of our professions, but we're saved as a result of what Christ has achieved. Isn't that good? <clears throat> so, so what basis are, are you here? So, am I here? Because, because the guy on the middle cross said I could come. I can come, no matter what my, my background, I can come. No matter what color I am, I can come. No matter what, if I'm poor, if I'm rich, or if I'm middle class, I can come. It doesn't matter what sin I've done, I can come. It doesn't matter where I think I've been or where I've come from. It doesn't matter what. I've, I, even if I'm not happy with myself, even if I've, I've fallen in the deepest pit and I don't feel like anybody can pull me out, he still says I can come. The middle, the guy on the middle cross says, I, I can come, I can, I can be here. Not, not because society says, not because the government, not because of, it says I can come. And on that basis, when you see the cross and everybody else says, that's foolishness, it's dumb, doesn't make sense, I don't believe it, we can say, the truth, it is the power of God that brings those out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And you can't earn one iota, one little, you can't earn any of his love. His love is here. His love is there. It's just right here for us to receive. And his perfect love cast out all fear. Amen.